Always record. Let me like snoof right into the microphone and start making mouth noises. Hold on. (laughs) 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 Welcome to Opinions Like A-Holes, everybody. Your favorite pop culture podcast where we have opinions and most of them stink. My name is Michael Zampino. With me as always, Hilton Pride. Uh, after spending the morning uh, checking out the, the flea market here in Tulsa. Oh. Because I'm going to be a vendor. Hot. I'm going to You're going to sell fleas? I'm gonna, I, I am. I've got so many <laughs> that it's time to get rid of a few. I still can't believe that there's such a place in the market for fleas. They're so popular. They sell. So wild. And at a, at a markup. At a hefty right? markup. No. Who wants no. these itchy little fuckers? Agreed. Agreed. No. That's why you sell them. That's why I sell them at the Expo Square in Tulsa. Who's buying them? Uh, uh, bargain Pranksters. Hunters. Bargain pranksters. hunting pranksters. Yep, exactly. And all you People coochie eating crumbs. <laughs> Did you say X's? People with X's. Yes, X's get the fleas. <laughs> that just made me think of the uh, damn it feels good to be a gangster. Oh, yeah. When you said bargain hunting pranksters. <laughs> when all you coochie eating bargain hunting pranksters. Yes, that's that's, that's what I <laughs> said. Damn it feels good to be a gangster. That's what I told him. What did you tell him, though? I told him uh, I'll take that copy of SimCity for the you DS. Say, let me <laughs> allow me I to said. sell my wares, please. <laughs> no, but I'm going to be selling in a couple of weeks. I'll keep you guys in the in the know when that's What are you happening. selling? Games, comics. Comics, I figured. Yeah, yeah you probably yeah. got a bunch that... Too much stuff, man. That seems on brand. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's very... Yeah, so. <laughs> Hilton, who's that? Uh, our guest this week, Susie Specter. Welcome hey, to the show. Clarence. Hi, Susie. <laughs> Performer, content creator, streamer, just Jill of all trades, really. Yeah. I'm just an all about weirdo. <laughs> yeah. And just came back from You're being weird uh, down in Dallas. Drove I, straight through the night to come I hang out with us. Did I? Uh, my friend Eric, he's Unicode Machine. He just signed with Cop Records and stuff. And nice. Yeah, he's doing some really big, amazing stuff. And I was like, I gotta go see this guy. And uh, there's two pretty big goth dance nights there. They have Panopticon and, of course, the church is mm-hmm. a big deal for those of you who know what that is. And if you don't, well, it's not the kind of church you're thinking. But, but, you know, unless you're cool, then maybe it's exactly, exactly. the kind of yeah, church yeah. you're thinking. If, uh, if church had been like that for me, I probably wouldn't have converted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Would have stayed in. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, um, it was a great concert, and but I did just drive back on about two hours of sleep, so it's going to make this that much more interesting. Yeah. I'm really excited. You well, might thanks get a for doing loopy. it. That's, yeah, that's a yeah. commitment. Yeah. Love well, it. And it's good to, to have to know that you might be a little loopy from, from you know, tiredness and, and staring oh, at the road for hours. Yeah, it's definitely that and As nothing else. Just me and Zam. Who, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the cloud that I had to that, yeah. dissipate as I walked through. That was in here? No. No, no. no, 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 no. Oop, apologies, apologies. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's very unprofessional. <laughs> no, it's great. I love it. Let's yeah. just give praises where they're doing. <laughs> Yes, it's true. It's true. We know our <laughs> priorities are in order. Uh, watched a, a, a wild trailer. We watched uh, two. Look, this is the first time I can remember in a while where both of the trailers we watched looked super fun and enjoyable. Yeah, there was no bummer movie. Like there was no Russell Crowe guiding a, a soldier through the, <laughs> the the war. Yeah, and neither of these, you know, neither of these are going to be like. These are movies that are just, they're going to be very entertaining and they're going to be fun. They're, you'll find flaws, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. But these are movies that, that feel like they're going to be a great time to watch. There's going to have some really good laughs. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them seem to be, uh, well, the first one more so is just jam-packed with 
comedians yeah and, I, and funny people well and you know like rightly so i'm actually excited to see all of this but i also can already feel like i so i have some friends that are super into borderlands and i was actually really um privileged to be able to go to Explosion, which was their they opened up the release party for Gearbox to the public. So we got to go do oh, that. And wow. It was freaking awesome. Like That's we got a goodie bag and my rad. friend uh, dressed like a, a bers- not a berserker. Oh my God, my brain. Uh, dressed like a character from the movie, Sam Bell. He's uh, Eve- Wicked Grin Studios. He's a good, good friend of mine. Okay. Um, but he did a bunch of stuff. We all went out there and hung out and got to play Borderlands 2 before it had come out. Oh, cool. It was freaking cool. But they DJ Jazzy Jeff was there. Like it okay. was uh, That's dope. The Heavy was yeah. there. Oh, wow, cool. Um, but it's I so my friends are really really into Borderlands and also the art that goes with it. Like yeah. do love their own art. So I can already feel the people being mm. like, "What? Kate Blanche?" And I, I think it was a great choice, honestly. Yeah, it uh, seems like great casting. Uh it, need to see Kevin Hart uh not really being the comedic role. You know, he seems to be a little more the straight man. But, Ish, but they, they seem to be sort of playing off that for comedy. Though. Yes, for sure, yeah. for sure. But uh, Kate Blanchett, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Jack Black is the voice of Claptrap. Which, I mean, oh, it's perfect. Yeah. Oh, so really. Hilton, tell me a little bit about the the gameplay. Was this a first person shooter? Uh, first person shooter, but Damn. not as much a standard shooter as kind of a like action adventure game, really. Uh, and and and. What I find about it uh, is, is the game has blown up. Two was really the one that kind of pushed it over the edge and, and yeah. brought it into the public. But sphere. it is first yeah. person. Yeah, yeah. So sorry, you you don't get to play, Mike. No, I don't get to play. There's a Telltale series. My brain won't let me play first person. I wonder. I I can't. God, I literally have like two neurons that are screaming at each other. Um, that's maybe functioning most of my breathing and other things. But like, I think can't you pull? Can't you change the camera view? to do third view? Maybe yeah. you can. I, think, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Let's find yeah, out. I'm gonna double check that to one. the internet. Yeah, <laughs> but um, uh, so and what's neat about this is despite you know it, it looks good, yeah. you know, and we're, we, yeah. we're at a point now where the the um video game movies could be good or bad, like, there's mm-hmm. no guarantee either way. Don't come at me, internet, but I'm going to say this wrong. There's something like something happened when things like Wanted and, um, oh, who, uh, like movies, not art house movies, but things like Kick Ass. And the more they started doing uh, comic, yeah, yeah, it was like a like, grindhouse style, yeah, comedy like, action, yes, and yeah. like. When when stuff like that started coming out and like if you look at the art, like even the font and the use of the color yellow Mm -hmm. and all these big hitting things they use to kind of show like comic book panels and almost storyboarding as though it came out of that. Like something happened back then where it's just they're just getting better and better and better. Mm -hmm. But I do see it becoming like a thing. Yeah. And and, and those movies you mentioned specifically were really good in 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 finding a way to kind of show the action in a movie style, but that kind of had the same energy of Mm -hmm. a good comic panel, of a good action-packed comic panel. And I think that's a really good point because this had that same sense of like, I don't feel like this is going to be the same as playing Borderlands or Borderlands Mm -hmm. 2, Mm -hmm. but I feel like you're going to walk away from it with the same kind of feeling of that sense of action, character, and story. Even yeah. if it's not quite the same plot. I, I think somewhere around that time, they, you know, and I don't know if this was the exact way it goes, but it seemed like they kind of realized like, okay, 
in these action movies, there's there's always some stuff that people end up laughing at, whether we meant for that to happen or not. So why not lean into that and start giving them things to laugh at on purpose that we meant for them to laugh at? Mm-hmm. Like lean into giving it comedy on purpose and making it more fun as well as, you know, like, because I think, you know, in the 80s and, and into the 90s, like we took action movies too seriously. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, they were trying way too hard to not be funny. And that made them hilarious. Yeah. Well, and we, we, we had these hilarious things like these these clips that would never run out of bullets, you know? Or oh, these, yeah, yeah. These movies that had body counts in the dozens or even hundreds or more, you know? And you eventually had movies like Hot Shots that made fun of that those kind of tropes. But now we've got a, these movies where we know that people want to see these big action spectacles on screen. They want to see big fights and or big firefights. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that you have to act like you know, one man can really take down the army. You can exactly. be like, you can show it as being ridiculous and still a good time. The beauty yeah. of the game was you had like this really incomprehensibly unique lowbrow styled art. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's FPS. Like you're, F- yeah. there's a trillion of those that exist in life, mm-hmm. but th- the entertainment aspect of it, the value of it that continue to make you want to continue to grind and kill enemies for like 15 hours at a time was the story and what it looked like. Mm. And I'm really, first of all, claptrap, like hashtag my is Bay or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and Jack Black as claptrap is going to be really fun. I think it's going to be really interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. They had a real yucky potty humor thing with claptrap. That was very funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that what that was? <laughs> 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 no, it's gotta I, love a good dookie joke. I like how I mean, whenever they introduce characters, they have a splash screen. So mm-hmm. like you have the slow motion where, for instance, where Kate Blanchett's shooting the gun and she's fr- yeah. frozen over the thing. Like they literally just translated the cool, funny visual aspects of the game and made them into a movie. And I'm really excited about. Yeah, it. that should be super fun. Well, and I think after movies like you know there was elements about it that kind of reminded me a little bit about the first Spider Verse movie mm. in that it, it's not. It doesn't seem afraid. Like now, that of course is an animated movie, but it wasn't afraid to switch styles on the fly in terms of telling the story. This seems like it's going to have those kind of flourishes against the live action to still to add uh, color and texture to the story. Also, um, nowadays you have to be better at making these kind of movies because the fan base will literally destroy you. Yeah, and so I'm excited. Like as a as an MC for like anime conventions and stuff, I tell people, you remember back when. Being a nerd, you know, got you beat up, and it's like, haha, we've got our own conventions. Yeah, boy, they really turned it around, huh? But I'm excited <laughs> about how, like, how many Easter eggs are going to be in this movie to see, like, full grown adults squeeing or whatever, because it's going to, I, I, you can tell that they think, put effort into it. It's yes, wild to think exactly. that there's, like, a few dudes that had to sit and think, like, all right, how many of these things do we have to get in here before we're not murdered by the nerds? Well, that's the thing. Like that game is so long and it's and there's more than one. So there's yeah. always like obscure story mission, mm. little tiny tidbits, mm-hmm. like funny little comedic weapons or like just little dumb missions you can do that always make you laugh that have stupid things. And I'm like, oh man, oh, what are we? Yeah, let's go. Okay. And it, it doesn't take a ton. You can have, 
you know, you talk about the, the, the arsenal that the game provides you with. You could have a couple of items sitting on a table and that's going to help create that world that matches the game world and the fans are going to enjoy that, you know? So it doesn't always mean you have to find a way to work it in. I, I think about um, the first uh, Castlevania anime, the one on Netflix, oh, yeah. uh, which was uh, fantastic despite being yeah. written by a terrible human. Yeah. But the um, <laughs> there's a scene where they're down in the, the Belmont crypt and there there's like a case in the background that has several items on the shelf. And I remember just pouring over those shots and being like, oh, I know that item. I know that item. I know that item, you know, because you get those little connections to the world. And those things weren't needed for the story right then, but it added that that context that helped build a bigger world. Um, I'm not married anymore, but fun fact, when I walked down the aisle and it was my specific choice, I walked down to the piano song from Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Oh, heck yeah. And, and we uh, had a portal case. Can we so. get a sample of that, Hilton? Oh, uh, of the piano part from Symphony that, of the Night? Is it? Is, is it? Is it's it? literally, I think it's called Piano Song. Okay, let's see if I can find yeah. that. But anyway, I, uh, I'm a fan of the Castlevania series. The first one... Hmm. I'm not sure that I'm going to find quite what we're looking for. That's all right. For. A cover is probably... It's, gonna... uh, you'll, if you've played that game, yeah. you'll recognize it. I, yeah, I'm sure I would That's from... No, nah, this is from the library. Wait, <laughs> am I... <laughs> yeah, I've I never played this right, game in my good life. Good call. <laughs> yep, yeah, this yeah, is the library. Yeah. No, it's all library. Uh, what we're saying, though, is uh, you should listen to the entire soundtrack for the <laughs> Symphony of the Night. It's, it's really good, except the end credit. I have yeah. found myself... Yep. Yeah, uh, not great, not great. The minute the know, lyrics kick in. No, <laughs> exactly. Going downhill. No. You know the, the, the guy who did that um, uh, prog rock Ocarina of Time? Yeah, sure, I have sure. found myself wanting so much more of that. Yeah. Because that was so satisfying, like beginning to end. I've I've gone back and listened to it multiple times. That's one thing uh, we I see. There's a lot of lo-fi versions, you know, yeah. or like like hip like low low um, uh, down tempo hip hop versions of of classic melodies. Like there's um, uh, High Rule and Chill is the yeah. name of an album on Spotify. There's actually a couple of them, and they're all you know <laughs> great. right good Zelda <laughs> melodies to to study or work to. Uh, and then I've also seen like like Mario and Chill, and I've even found Castlevania and Chill, and it's all the same kind of like yeah uh, lo fi theme uh, of these soundtracks. We need more of the prog rock. Yeah, stuff, that though, that metal that was, versions. You know that prog rock. Ocarina of Time is just so good. He really fucking killed that. Well, and it's 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 just a testament. And I thought I know we talked about it before, but you know, a lot of those like eight bit and sixteen bit game melodies were just so iconic that it was. Uh, um, it, it's once you redo it in in traditional instrumentation, it it helps a lot of people who don't really notice the quality of the music. That it clicks for them. Yeah, there, yeah. Which is my favorite. One of my favorite things of the that prog rock one is just like halfway through it, you're like, man, he's really he's bringing a lot of instruments in there. He's that's a, that's really cool. And then, oh shit, he he's got a fucking French horn too. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, spit valve though. It's yeah. called Lost Paintings, by the way. I was oh, wrong. Okay, okay. I I my again the have one neuron. All good. <laughs> my brain is like ah. You've only slept for four hours. Every time I hear the word neuron, it makes me think of a bad religion song. Nice. <laughs> I know the title. Oh, wow. You'll recognize it in a minute because yeah. this hallway is the one where you farm for like goo, goo creatures or something. I didn't even play that game this much, but I watched other people play this game. 
I remember those days where like you right? would know an entire game from top to bottom from like watching your buddy play it. I have oh, yeah. never played Metroid Prime in my life and I have seen it beaten more than once just chilling. Yeah, just hanging out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was me with Max Payne. Never once played it, but I saw the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's such a good game. It was fun to watch. That's my wheelhouse. I'm into the dark and the yeah, the spookers things. I was trying to make that subtler than I did. Anyway, but like, yeah, no, uh, subtler. That's subtler. more subtle. more subtle. More that subtle. was what I. That was my. Good well, choice. We had somebody play it on the violin. So okay, it was interesting. Okay, yeah, bougie. Very cool. That's awesome. Everyone in the audience, what is this from? It sounds so classical. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Well, we did, I also uh, had belly dancers at my wedding. So nice. Okay. I did a similar thing. I had a custom uh, arrangement of Here Comes My Girl by Tom Petty. And uh, uh, my friend Bo and uh, Sarah and Jocelyn all played it and sang it. And Jocelyn played violin and Bo played guitar. Fancy. Oh, I like that. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was so beautiful. I did a, a, a version, an acoustic version of Iron and Wine. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a big song at my wedding. So, I, I, And as the only one still married, Zamp, it sounds like you made the right choice. <laughs> like you're doing you okay. Right yeah. Hey, we're 10 years strong, baby. Ooh, wow. 11 years. Congratulations. Man. 11 in May. 11, 11 together. Uh, this will be our ninth year married. What's the, uh, what's the anniversary? <clears throat> of marriage or of dating? Marriage, marriage. Marriage is May 24th of 2015. Okay. All right. That's a Friday, so we won't have to miss a recording. Perfect. That's right. Good, good, good. I'm the worst with those things. With and dates? that's how, like, my first, when oh. I was married, too, I was like, I don't know what our, I don't <laughs> I don't know our anniversary. He's like, Ours I don't is... either. It's fine. I was like, okay, good. Oh, that's, man, yeah. that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, clearly not, but you know. No, it was great. Ours <laughs> is very easy to remember, uh, to be fair, because it's literally one week in between our two birthdays, because our oh, birthdays are separated by two weeks. Yeah. So we get, we just do one thing every year for both of our birthdays and our anniversary. You just and... go real hard for an entire week. Yeah, we do. It's you, you a palooza. <laughs> oh, mine, uh, mine, mine was easy to remember because it was the weed day. I just nice. did on 420. Oh, you got married on 420? That's yeah. so romantic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no wonder you're not still married. Yeah, right. Exactly. I did make the right choices. Yeah, I'm nice. just kidding. Nice. Uh, but yes, uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, fantastic the freaking weed soundtrack. The weed day. Yeah. Uh, and, and Metroid Prime, pretty pretty good. Pretty good. You don't yeah. ever need to play it now. But, no, but ever or watch it ever yeah. again. Ever again. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like all going back to the movie thing, like all of that in conjunction with like watching all these movies come out. That one too. Like it seems like they're trying to push Guardians of the Galaxy style, where they're like all the music is eclectic yeah. and it's yep. very specific, and the art style is very specific. So I think they're doing pretty good honor to the game. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it sort of felt to me like they were uh, kind of playing off of the. Uh, Success of the new Suicide Squad Peacemaker style as well. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I oh, need to. Honestly, do do watch the movie and then, if nothing else, just to give you a, a reason to go into Peacemaker because yeah, Peacemaker to me is one of the best things that's happened in a while. It's so fucking good, and it's so much better it than out. it had any business being. 
I have a weird, I'm old enough that I have a weird kind of comic background in general. Mm -hmm. Like um, back in the super early 2000s, I worked for credit at my friend's uh, comic book store (laughs) and I read a bunch of stuff, but I also was exposed to things like The Boys. And I remember when someone's like, they're coming out with a a series. I was like, no, they're not. Yeah. And they were like, there's, there's, I don't see how they could do that. And they're like, oh no, they did. And I mean, to be fair, it's still horrifyingly disturbing. But also having read like the graphic novels, I'm like, oh, okay, I see what they did here. It's still, it's still watered down. Yeah, you bit. know what? It, it is. <laughs> but they managed to do something that was. Yeah. I, I'm shocked they still hit the highs on that show they have. Yeah. Yeah. And thank God for streaming. Like you know, yeah. if not for streaming, we would never have gotten that show the way it is. Yeah. There's no fucking way. True. Yeah. You know, even on HBO, you're not going to get that <clears throat> prior to streaming. Yep. Uh, same another one with uh, uh, same with Invincible. Um, oh yeah, God, that gets yes. very dark, very grim, and, and and they just didn't shy away from it. So. Yeah, I will say when you have time, do do Peacemaker I'll and Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and if yeah. you have time, I've, I've Castlevania. D- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, def- those two definitions of time might be different because Castlevania, like. Yeah, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, you're not talking about the yeah. game. You're talking about the series. No, okay. no, no, not the you're game. game. No, look, 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 I, play the I game. played the. And I'm going to need you to hit 206 percent if yeah. you would. Oh, Lordy. No, um, I did play a couple of the early ones a lot. Oh yeah, uh, Simon's Quest. No, yes, is it Simon's that Quest? Was second one on the Nintendo. Okay, the first that, that's, one. That's the one I played the most. I never beat the first one. Yes, I rage quit every time. <laughs> uh, Those games are so hard. They are, and they're harder now. I've gone back in recent years to some of those hard ones like Castlevania or Ninja 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 that's exactly what I sound like that's it's good to caught me in my element yeah uh the but they're, they're they're I'm better at them now but you still hit that wall there's just a Man. point where I'm just like I don't have the reflexes to do this I like the one that um, um Patrick Stewart I rage narrated. quit the original Zelda recently oh wow Patrick Stewart narrated Lord of the Shadow, maybe? I think. And it was a weird format because everybody was like, boo, this isn't as exciting because it was like kind of a chapter based. What console of, was that? Mm-mm. Yeah, Lords of Shadow. It was uh really for the PS3. Oh, yeah. okay. But yeah. it was and it was like a mission base where you you he would tell you a story from a page of a book and then you'd go in and you'd do this area and mm-hmm. you'd hear Patrick Stewart narrating. And it, it was a lot more simplistic <laughs> and a lot less uh there wasn't as much hours as you'd put into like you would uh, like some feet of the night, but it yeah. was, I thought it was really great. I yeah. think it was really cool. It was more, if I'm remembering right, it was more of kind of like the God of War style of game. Yes, definitely. Like, ah. That's a good taking yeah. down big, big creatures. Yeah. But in terms of the, 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 the vibe, I guess right. it felt Castlevania. It was yeah. Gothic horror and, and yeah. narrated monsters. by Patrick Stewart. You can't <laughs> that. It was great. Have you ever heard, um, if you Patrick look up Stewart's overrated, I'm just kidding. Get out. I just wanted to see the reaction. Okay. Uh, welcome, to opinion- <laughs> welcome to Opinions Like A-Holes Retooled with host Hilton Price and Susie Spector. Our guest this week, Michael Zampino, does have to leave early. Listen, you can kick me off the show, but you can't record at my house anymore. <laughs> okay. We're going to do the second half of this episode elsewhere. It's just fart noises, like edited over the whole time he speaks. Yeah. 
How dare you, you sir? Know, we did 300 <laughs> episodes of engaging conversation with creative and dynamic individuals. If we want to just do the next 100 of butt noises, I think we've allowed I, that. I mean, that Listen, the occasional... It's allowed, right? Yeah, fair. the occasional fart noise is accepted. Yeah. yeah. Um, my favorite part of uh, working with these kids in the, in the play we're doing is... Uh, I, I got to reintroduce hand farts uh, to yes. a bunch of kids Aww. that didn't had never heard one before, and seeing a kid react to uh, making to hand farts is like seeing a monkey react to a magic trick. <laughs> They're like, "How the fuck did you do that?" <laughs> it's so fucking great. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess that's a thing. Like, 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 because that hand farts is the kind of thing you come up with because you're sitting at home bored. You know, this is a pre-internet creation. This was a thing for me that my best friend Joe could do, and I thought it was the funniest thing in the world, and I obsessed about it until I could do it myself. But that's because y'all were chilling at home and no internet, yeah. probably weren't allowed to watch MTV. We were we were listening to Weird Al, practicing our yeah. hand farts. No, no, I mean, as one does. Yeah. 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 Playing Paperboy. No, no Sega Genesis Mortal Kombat <laughs> in your house. So. No, we had it. We had A-B-A-C-A-B-B, baby. Look at Give you me that blood. blood code. Give wow. me that blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn. I was a Sega uh, Mortal Kombat boy. I wish I was cool. <laughs> I wish cool I could now? hand fart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is so know. great. And to a T, that's what happens every time. Is uh, For the listener, Hilton is, is attempting to do one right now. Yeah, I don't know how. To a T, uh, the kids will, well, your, their eyes get like saucers. Yeah. And, and the, you know, the, the eye... <laughs> the communication of how the fuck did you do that without saying that? Yeah. And then uh, inevitably then immediately attempting to do it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So great. And failing. It's so great. Well, I don't know trying what. to prepare the future generations for like real reality and how we, you know, we should have been taught more. I think my generation should have been taught more hand farts. Yeah. Like, that should have been a class. Yeah. 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 That, that and how to do your taxes. The you two know, things that, that we didn't yeah. get in school. And that we you know what? Have. I had a teacher that that like sort of kind of was like trying to do a little bit of those things. Like she taught us how to tie a tie. You know, I remember she taught us how to tie a tie. That's didn't teach us how to do our taxes. Also didn't teach us how to do hand farts. Oh, Would yeah. have been ne- way. Not a single teacher uh, taught me how to do hand Like farts. I thought I was like, oh, we're getting such progression. So teaching us how to tie a tie so mm-hmm. we can go to job interviews and such. And like, That's no, her- it's just so that we can look like better conformative Suit boys. Suit boys. That's a word. <laughs> Hilton, have you ever put on a suit? It's a lot. It, it, it is. It is. <laughs> I do occasionally, they but do only for work. Ah. Mm. You know, I was thinking about how, like, the suit has been, you know... Like centuries, right? We've 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 never really improved on the suit for men. There's Some not slight well, tailoring also, differences. Also, for, sure for what I do, and the fact. So to clarify, for those of you who don't know, I'm six foot one, mm-hmm. and so finding like women's jackets that actually fit me, not a thing. Sure. Yeah. No. So I often wear men's suits, and I like the cut, and they're way more comfortable. Yeah, they have super more comfortable. actual pockets. Oh, mm-hmm. real like pockets. real yeah. pockets. Several that pockets. Exist. Yeah, yeah, you could put like a whole cell phone in a guy pants pocket. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but I have to use them in in one of my day jobs, and I find that I'm like, man, this they haven't really like like What's, we could get something custom tailored. That's yeah, that's cool, that's how you improve on it, and that and it's like other than that, what 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 else are you gonna do? What's better? It yeah. looks great. They are. It looks great. They are comfortable minus for me I I am not a fan of having a top button buttoned and a, and the tie all the way tight. It feels incredibly constrictive to me. Well, 
but that's, that's probably why I do the my vest. You gotta do the vest. Yeah, I'm like that's probably just my neurodivergence and yeah. being a weirdo. Yeah, where I'm, I'm like, I don't like it choking me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't like the way this feels. That's most of my motivation for everything is it's I don't like, like how this feels. <laughs> my pants aren't covering my shoes. Yep. The sweater is itchy. Yep. yep. This light yep. is too loud. Yep. I can hear it. That light bulb is loud. Make it stop. Oh, hundred. Yeah. 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 I feel you. Yeah. Yeah, it's not fun. I, <laughs> occasionally at parties. <laughs> <laughs> you just scream at a light bulb and walk away. Shut and everyone's up. like, you know, at least in my group of friends, they'd be like, no, felt. Yeah. Not just yeah. I'm going to say, I know yeah. plenty of people like that. One, yeah, one person that was like, did that lady just tell the light bulb to shut up? <laughs> but there's at least going to be one who's like, well, never should have turned that overhead light on. We yeah. knew better. You're like, you know. That fucking light shouldn't have been yelling on, at her in the first place. You brought this on yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you reap what you sow. Yeah. There, there's two times, there's two moments that are great when two you wear times, a suit and tie. Two times. Two times. There's two times that are great when you uh, wear a suit and tie. There's when you first clasp the button and do the tie and you feel that slight constriction that's like, you know, like dressed up. You know, like you, you yeah, yeah, look impressed. Yeah, like you're like, you're like, you, I could get a job right mode. now. I am a color. professional, yeah. you know. I'm a real adult boy. And then there's the flip. <laughs> there's the first time you loosen the tie and undo that, and you're like, ah, human being again. Mm -hmm. I, I have such a unique experience. I guess I'll just say it. Like, one of the jobs I have is security, and I do executive protection. Oh, uh, so that's why I wear a suit. But also, mm -hmm. like, what's funny is occasionally I'll do weddings and stuff. Okay. And so when I did a wedding for some friends not too long ago, and they were calling me Susie Wick because I like showed up. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I that's love how that. I feel. I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. There's something um, like, don't fuck with my dog. Like, I could be a lawyer or a killer. Just stand <laughs> by the buffet table and glare at people. Yeah. Like, don't you eat this? It's mine. I'm glad Listen, you brought it up. I'm going to write a brief in the morning and I'm going to kill a bunch of people at night. <laughs> that's Murder <kind> lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's effectively. Coming this fall to CBS. <laughs> that's essentially Daredevil. That's pretty, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty I'm a murder lawyer. <laughs> pretty much. much. Uh, that, got to make the cases to, to be able to defend the cases. It's got to be a trip being uh, security, doing security as a tall woman. Because I bet you find yourself in situations where people are looking to test that honestly um without going into like a 30-hour conversation psychologically as like a very female presenting feminine person even in those situations a lot of the time people's first thought process instead of bowing up is to try and manipulate you okay. it actually happens when i do regular security even when i'm dressed up if God i was damn. a dude they'd be like you know, raw. Well, you Let's go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Instead, okay. because I'm a woman, they'll they think they can smart try to bargain. Yeah. Wow. I do. I say woman. I'm pretty fluid, uh, and it, it cracks me up because, like, if I'm in gear, like if I have all my gear on and I don't have makeup on and my hat, people don't. Sometimes they'll like give you the awkward eye, like what? And honestly, okay. when I was younger, it used to bother me a great deal. Now I just love fucking with people. Sure, like, sure. Like, yeah. What is it? You don't know, do you? <laughs> you find out? No, you don't. So, is this your first introduction to androgyny? <laughs> <laughs> it did, that happened a lot. Like if I would do, um, I did deliveries and stuff, and I was still do. I was doing deliveries in, as an armed security officer, but I'd go into bathrooms like on the edge of the state. And I'd go in there and people would come in with the awkward eyebrow. And after like, a while, oh. I just started being like, just looking at them very uncomfortably, like, 
like big creepy smile with all like <laughs> hello Clarice yeah. like yeah, hey hi you reading my hat right now we like, meet again <laughs> very you, much try are you something confused <laughs> don't worry you won't be in a minute <laughs> sleep <laughs> no I don't like confrontation <laughs> well and that's I, it, it almost seems like you kind of have found a way to kind of get around it by just kind of like telling people like, do you really want to start something the right entirety now? of being in those situations for me and in general the you're not the idea is to diffuse the situation regardless mm. of what it is I do a lot of equality center work um, I was working there yeah and I do a lot of work um, in downtown areas where there's like unhoused people and people with that are self-medicating and all mm -hmm. the things you think about. Yeah. And I, I don't, my intention is not to go to work and like get in a fight. I, I honestly, like if I hear somebody screaming and kicking a dumpster and like ripping out their hair or flailing around, the first thing I'll go up to them and say, Hey, are you okay? Mm -hmm. yeah. Even if they're obviously like not have smoked a bunch of drugs and are like trying to beat someone up, I'll be like, Hey, are you all right? Because that immediately puts their mindset in yeah. a, I have a door to open where I can either use manipulation or they'll, they're, they're just not in like the bow up bro up right. type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, it, and it is like a calculated thing, but also like, that's what it should always be. Exactly. Uh, True okay. story. <laughs> no, you're Throw right. the mic. Like, let's go. But yeah, that's I. I laugh because when I wear a suit, whenever I'm doing it, like I did, um, executive protection for Miss USA. Oh, cool. Um, first trans contestant that year. Wow. And yeah, but I was like walking around these fancy parties. I, I laughed all the time because part of my uh, pants were being held together by safety pins and I was looking at like the tables and like the little arrangements on the tables. I was like, I bet that costs more than I make in like a half a year Yeah. and I'm walking around ghetto, but I looked fresh. I was Hell like, yeah. Uh -huh. go, go. So fresh is so yeah, clean. I did. Yeah. I did have to button my button all the way up though to the top. But. See, it's a bummer. But yeah. that's how you know you're It's yeah. mostly rough for me because I'm a heavy dude with a thick neck. <laughs> so usually neck for, me to get a, for me to get a shirt that I can button the top button it's too big everywhere else because mm -hmm. yep. my neck is fatter than the rest of my body i guess like i have chick shirts though so like the, yeah. the top button is lower awesome. not as yeah. like constricting neck wise yeah oh. i don't know why they had to make them so high up hey you know what do what you want yeah, wear, wear what true. you want wear do what you want. want just don't do it around me do i know this <laughs> anticipation breed apathy i sit on my ass all goddamn day a misanthropic anthropoid with nothing to say <laughs> That's bad religion. Spit and fire. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Bravo, I was. Sir. I gotta say, I was really, really surprised that the uh, Boy Meets World movie. Boy Kills World. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's that's why there was no Topanga. This isn't the Topanga. Yeah. Topanga. I don't know. Topanga. <laughs> it's been. Topanga? It's, it's been Tor some time. Tortuga. I don't know. Topanga. <laughs> Topanga. He hasn't had his medicine Pogs? today. <laughs> Tonka? What what the fuck's the girl's name? Topanga. 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 Okay, thank you. I didn't watch I it. Literally, I, I literally I literally Mr. Furley? Feely? Mr. Furley. <laughs> <laughs> I literally cannot even contemplate if or like the last time I've seen anything in regards to Boy Meets World. Well, right? they made a Girl Meets a World. Yeah, yeah they a made a Girl Meets World. There was a fuller house to its full house. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Boy Kills World. Yeah, which did not fun. have any member of the Savage family. They were already yeah. dead. Is yeah. this, I, I feel, I don't, is this in reference to something or is it just like a completely obscure I think it's topic? an original thing. Um, 
first of all, Skarsgård, like I'm so in. This guy is yeah, he's so he's good. Weird and great, and he has range. I haven't I haven't seen all of the new It. Yeah, but like I can tell you that Hemlock Grove irreparably damaged my psyche. Okay, and he was great in that. That and was the one, like the like. Uh, I'm doing like wolf. Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> what is this puppet you just pulled? It was like out. werewolf. It was like a werewolf kind of thing, right? Uh, it was werewolves and vampires, and okay. it's one of those things where it's like, oh, "Are you feeling good? Let's watch a Darren Aronofsky film." Yay! <laughs> the wolves are like, yeah. munch, munch, munch. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my wolf that's impression. Yeah. <laughs> it's similar so to my noted. hand dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, but Skarsgård and like those, the like all of them, they're just they're. I like how. They're not your your atypical aesthetic for what yep. you would expect somebody who's in Hollywood to be perfect looking. Also, they you know are often like very tall and occasionally shirtless, which is fun for me. <laughs> even the dad, like whatever yeah. he him in uh in uh Avengers, yeah, even Stellar great around yeah. topless, Heck Stellar yeah. skateboard, so Stellar doing skateboard, it, yeah. doing it. <laughs> but no, like they that's there's some talented boys, and I really like. Uh, junior here and like he's he's doing some fun things yeah i I, really cool a trailer and then the narration by h john benjamin on top of it was a really fun addition yeah for sure and and also his reads were a little different like one thing about benjamin is his bob belcher and his uh i forget archer's first name but they Mm -hmm. sound identical yeah Mm -hmm. this did not sound like that oh it did to me Oh, it did reminds it? Okay. me. Um, He's got I, one voice. See, well, I felt like there was but, something. Like I thought that. I was listening to the can from Wet Hot American Summer. I was listening to the Arby's commercial. McGurk, I was listening right? to uh, from Home Movies. I think. Oh he's, yeah, he's McGurk, McGurk. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. They all sound exactly the same to me. Yeah. Okay. Well, H. John Benjamin for for how funny he is. Not not much range in the voice. <laughs> This looked like it would have all of the wild, over-the-top action, like in a uh, that I remember from. Uh, I, I told you guys I saw Argyle a couple weeks. Oh back. yeah, mm-hmm. and that had great action, but the spy story kind of falls apart by the third act. Mm-hmm. This looks like it'll have a better story with that yeah. same level of weird, wild, creative action. Mm-hmm. I I like how we're getting more of these. Like I was just started. I was just playing Alan Wake, and like that's another one where you're basically narrating everything you're doing, but yeah. it gives you like a secondary piece of the story to focus on, which is fun. I, yeah. It's interesting to me. I wonder how much uh, Bill Skarsgård got paid to not speak in an entire movie, even yeah. though it's like an action film. So it looks interesting. But also, is this the one that was like the producers of? Uh, uh, there's Sam Raimi, Spider-Man, yes, Venom, yes. and um, yeah. something else too. But uh, which I thought was an interesting mix because, of course, Spider-Man big hit. Uh, Venom has really been a a, a mixed reaction kind of movie. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know what I think about having. Here we go. Yeah, like Evil Dead and yeah, Evil Dead. Don't, don't breathe, breathe the grudge. grudge. See those kinds of. The cinematography type of stuff. That's and that's, then producer Roy Lee from It and Barbarian. Yeah. Okay. Did you see Barbarian? I have. I've only seen part of it. Oh man. Yeah. It's so good. It's I so fucked up. I feel else. like what did that say? Uniquely deranged. Yeah. Yeah. That's my porn name. Frosty now. Puffs presents <laughs> the culling. <laughs> he shot that man in his butthole. Did you see that? <laughs> mm-hmm. <And> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
This actually reminds me, have you guys seen the trailers for the new Jordan Peele movie, or Jordan Peele produced movie, he didn't direct it, uh, called Monkey Man? It, yeah. It, it's a hyper-violent uh, action movie, uh, kind of in like the John Wick tradition, nice. but with a, a, a nearly all Indian cast, and it's from a, from an Indian writer-director. Uh, and Hell yeah. it looks like a cool, uh, a cool entrance into American cinema for something that's really has its roots out outside of the country yeah. and uh, in Bollywood. Exactly. Uh, props to Jordan Peele for for making sure that that gets a run over here. And if you haven't seen the trailer, go look it up because it's very very cool looking. Dude, I had to step away from Bollywood because like you get super emotionally invested, but also like you're talking. You know, four-hour movies. So really? you gotta like, oh yeah, because yeah, like they do the some I- long ones. Yeah, okay. because the idea is like that's your day. You're like it's your treat to yourself. So you're gonna go okay. to see a movie with people, and you're like in it for the story. And like that's what people do. They'll go pay and they'll watch it. You know, out in a square somewhere or whatever. But it's a whole ass thing. Like you're watching. That's neat. Yeah, it's like, oh, we're just gonna sit and watch Lord of the Rings extended edition as a story. Yeah. So, and that's what the family's doing. They're like, Thursday, what's up? We're going down. Yeah. We're going to like get some snacks. We're going to get dressed up. And the whole time you're all just like experiencing it together. Um, it's really, it really, it, you know, it reminds me of the idea of how like in America, cinema in like the fifties and sixties was very much an event. You'd get dressed up, you'd bring mm-hmm. the family, you know, it was almost, mm-hmm. there was a similarity to something like theater, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and I still like to kind of have that experience sometimes, you know, feel like you're going to see the something routine big. of it. Yeah. yeah. The, the pomp and circumstance of it all, mm. you know, it's, there's something about that, you know, I'm going to see a film tonight, you know, and it's I will, to see I am fully embracing the decadence and like the Americanness though, of like the giant chairs and leaning back because one of the detracting mm-hmm. experiences for me because of health reasons is always like, I was so excited to go see a movie, but I would be in horrendous pain, like sitting in those little chairs yep. and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got this lazy boy just like yeah. hanging back. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this has made it a, t- a trillion times better. Like, oh, yeah. why well, even go back to what was the way before? Who knows? Stadium seating. Yeah. yeah. So good. And that makes it fun for me because I'm like, oh, I can really enjoy this now. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. That's, that's one thing, honestly. And I've talked about it before in the show, the, the having that, the, the regal movie pass is nice because you get to go into the screening rooms at a reduced rate. So you go see a couple of movies each month at the screening room and you're getting your money's worth. And that's mm-hmm. nice. No more fighting a stranger over an armrest. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes mom, and, and she's got a good one too. So, <laughs> uh, so what I'm saying is, Regal, pay us, because I talk about your stuff on the hot air. Uh, <laughs> I saw a thing uh, I f- where uh, Skarsgård, uh, the the creepy eye thing he did in It, yeah. he, he can actually do that. It wasn't like an effect. The, he so can just make his eye, one eye, go wonky. I've seen that meme. It's passed around. Or it's, not, it's like a uh, the guy... He was in Fly to the Concords. What's his oh, name? Oh, uh, Jermaine Clement? I think so. He's like the crab from Moana. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so Jermaine. There's, I'm pretty sure it's him. And he's he's describing how he asks Bill Skarsgård, how do you do the, the creepy eye thing when oh, he's I in it makeup? Was, I think it was Bill Hader. Oh, yeah. Because Bill okay. Hader's in uh, It. They have yeah, the same he's like, hair. how did they how did they do that? And like thinking it was an effect. <laughs> yeah, and, and then he like freaks He's just out. like, oh, this? <laughs> and it just does it. Yeah. Sorry that I mixed no, them oh, up. Oh, that's all good. They have the same hair. <laughs> <laughs> they do. No, but it's funny because he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, <laughs> I've been. That would a- be fucking wild if you thought something was a digital effect and I just did it right in front of you. Yeah. People like are squeamed out by face things, and I, yeah. I, I want to quantify this by saying I started doing. I've been training to do um, sideshow stuff the last like half a year. I'm doing more, incorporating that more into my performance art, and I know all like people from everywhere. 
I don't even know how long I've known you, Hilton, but I've known you for times. Yeah. And I just from doing all weird aspects of things in my life. And I just started doing mental flossing, which is where you can put something through your nose and your mouth. And I have all these really hardcore, like friends that you would know would pick up like a broken piece of something off the road and, and they've got your back in a fight like in an alley somewhere and i'm like eh, look at this and they're like oh don't <laughs> they're like running away crying and i'm like really but face stuff is weird and squeamy eye stuff is it's weird yeah there, there's something about when it's like the body you know, we all kind of have that limit of like what we are okay with thinking about or not mm-hmm. okay with thinking about, and especially when it involves like things in weird places. That's <laughs> not a in the very, fun way. Yeah, yeah, that's a very sensitive part. <laughs> yeah, right. For many people, that's and, going in a hole I don't want it to go in. Yeah, and, well, and and hell, even even the fun way for some one. is not the fun way for others. You right. That's true. You're right. That's true. You're right. yeah, it's looking down. at you, butthole. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at my butthole. <laughs> no, the the proverbial butthole. Oh, gotcha. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> looking at all of our buttholes as the I collective swear. butthole i just figured the other thing was going to be a standard on this show like i figured that was part of it yeah. like, kind of yeah yeah that's- uh my uh, my limit is things going into eyes like if into you're eyes, yeah, yeah if you're going to show me yeah, like a needle yeah. going into an eye i'm looking away uh however like uh, a, a wonky eye or like eyes bugging out like that's just that's just good fun. I love that shit. Yeah. But my my limit is like something going into an eye. That's Can you a fear do of mine. Um, eye drops? Nope. See, me neither. And I'll tell you. So yesterday, I don't like it. Weird. Yeah, my eye, my your eyes are like blinking because they're like, don't put things in me. Yeah. So I, that's <laughs> your body's natural way of going. This isn't supposed to happen. I like how happen. your werewolf and his blinky eye are like same weird person, puppet yeah, hands. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, 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 just, I've got to find one for me later. It really just means I have no other hand motion. I know. This is all I've got. So waving people hi. You know. <laughs> Yeah. I uh, wear costume contacts, including scleras, which cover your oh, entire, entire eye. eye. Really yeah. cool. So putting that in your eye kind of sounds like a personal hell for you. Like, yeah, I would yeah. not. I would wouldn't be able to do it. I can't yeah. wear contacts for the same reason. I yeah. was at the eye doctor yesterday getting a, a new prescription, and at one point they wanted to dilate my pupils, and they use an eye drop for that. And Someone else is doing it. I don't have to do anything but keep my eye open. And I did not earn my lollipop. No, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. And it starts going on its own, like flickering and uh, closing and stuff. It's a defense mechanism. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, just, just do what the lady asks. Come on. But your eye knows better. I guess. Your eye knows is not supposed to do that. I think so. As a performer and someone who does like extensive horror makeup and stuff, bro, can I tell you like... Oh, I bet. The shit that has gone into my eye. <laughs> well, and all of that, you know, it's extensive awful. makeup. It's really bad. The amount of stuff that you've probably had to paint near these these, these sensitive areas. <laughs> sure. is... well, first thing I teach people, put your contacts in first. You mm. can't forget that because the minute you don't, like, and that's why I don't do glitter. No yeah. glitter. None. Anything okay. that requires, like, a spicy glue, like spirit gum or something, no. Yeah. Not by my eye. No. Okay. There's just a lot of stuff going on there. And Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I probably have irreparably damaged. I my value. Wow. I value my sight. Yeah, that's an yeah. important thing to have. A lot. Well, yeah. and with the glasses, mine's clearly already starting to go. So, <laughs> so I got to try and protect what I got. I mean, now I that you're a young 26, too. that's going to start happening. That's, Hilton, yeah. So the I minute I hit 26, it all started. To, I lost <laughs> the hair. I'm losing the eyes. I'm. It's only been a week. Don't worry. It'll yeah. it'll get worse. I just got to gotta make sure you don't become part of the 27 club. Exactly. Oh, man. What's, <laughs> is that is that what gout? Like what happens then? No, it's all the famous people that, <laughs> that died, died at 27. Yeah. Oh, that's much worse than gout. Yeah. Okay. I swear, every time somebody tells me that, I'd 
it's changes like 36 or 27. Or, I've, all, I've only heard 27. I don't know. Well, what, what it is is that they don't tell you is that people die at every age. That's true. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. It's, so there's dun, 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 no dun, dun, age dun. is safe. Yeah. <laughs> Except 54. No okay. one's died oddly, at 54. Oddly. No one ever at 54. It's yeah. uh, 53, 55. Yeah. Uh, for any of our 54 year old listeners, that is not a fact, just FYI. Do yeah, not, it's really. Uh, don't, don't walk around thinking you're invincible. Not the day That's just a silly goof. No risky no. behavior. <laughs> oh, no man. risky yeah, business. Yeah, we definitely don't engage in that. No, never. In never. risky business? Never. I wish I could stick something in my eye right now just for fun. But not Zampinos. <laughs> no, please. Please, please, please no. Do not. Please, no. I prefer not. <laughs> Uh, but Boy Kills World looks cool. Yeah, uh, definitely down for that. Uh, I'm a Sam Raimi guy anyway. Yeah, like, like I. Yep. In fact, I'm not a horror movie person, but Sam Raimi's movies are one of the few that I have definitely seen. Because they're 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 a little bit more on the comedic I was gonna side. Say, there's, and, yeah, yeah, for sure. There's enough in camp in it. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Purposeful camp. Yeah. yeah. Not accidental camp. Well, yeah. and just cool creative decisions. Like I, I like what he does visually. I like I like his leaning on stuff on practical effects on stuff like yeah. um, you know Blood. Army of Darkness. You yeah, know, his use of uh, weird story elements. I don't know. I like Sam. Did Raimi. you see the new Evil Dead? No, I did not see the new one. I actually liked it. Yeah. Did he yeah. direct that one too? Is that I don't know actually. To be fair, I don't know that, but. I liked it. I thought it was good. I liked uh, the Doctor Strange movie he did. Uh, a lot of people mm-hmm. didn't love that one. I thought it was really good. Is that the Multiverse of Madness? Yeah. I liked it, the too. I liked all of them. Yeah. I like Benedict I liked every yeah. movie yeah, that people great. complain yeah. is bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, you Madam Web, this? haven't seen it, 10 stars. <laughs> <laughs> Five extra stars. Does uh, this irritate and disturb I saw, you? I, I think it's amazing. I saw another motherfucker today <laughs> Was just said, this movie's mid. Yeah. And I'm like... God damn I, it. I have a, a friend who he went and saw Five Nights at Freddy's and they had a lot of expectations because it was like his yeah. wheelhouse, like creepy animatronics and weird art and stuff. And he was like, that was certainly a movie for the times. Like, <laughs> like this, this movie was that a certainly movie. was a movie that happened. It was a movie. Yeah. For the times. <laughs> <laughs> there was, yeah. This is a time. There was a movie. There was, it, it, yeah. It, it yep. checks all the boxes. Yep. That's, that's all that has what to be. What time we don't. We don't, it's not specified. Just the times. Remember whenever it was, uh, whenever it was, was enough just to, it just was a movie. You like, you, oh, I saw, I love that movie. Why? Because it was a movie. It was great. Because <laughs> I got to go to the movies. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Most of my friends are like artists and musicians. And so they all have their piece. Like, like, oh, the soundtrack was incredible. And mm-hmm. I like, you know, or whatever it is. Do you have a favorite soundtrack? I have uh, soundtracks that mean important things to me. Like the Queen of the Dam soundtrack oh, had cool. so many, um, like Jay Gordon of Orgy and Chester Bennington, mm-hmm. Linkin Park. Um, we don't like to talk about Manson anymore, but he did cool things for that album. Yeah. And the lead singer of Corn, who Jonathan Davis. Davis, Davis. Thank you. God. What? remember all that other stuff <laughs> like he was <laughs> he was the voice of Lestat and he did a bunch of the um <laughs> he did a bunch of the uh composition for that movie oh, right and on. so like all of this cool weird like early 90s late thousands yeah. dark electronic stuff new metal getting kinda. put into a hot vampire and rice movie it was like hell yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i had uh i had a couple favorites uh, gross point blank 
oh, was yeah. one of my favorite soundtracks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's got a lot of the Clash and the specials and mm-hmm. uh, I think some Elvis Costello on there. There's some good shit on there. Um, the Last Temptation of Christ, which is not what people think it is, was um, done a it lot. It was actually uh, Butthole. Yeah. You're right. Um, I knew that. David Bowie, I think, is in it okay. uh, as Satan. Hell yes. That album, uh, I think Bill Lieb and some other people in industrial bands that probably nobody listening to this will, I don't know, they may not be into it. (laughs) But like there was a lot of composition on that that was really, really cool and eclectic and interesting. And I don't know, like if I can. That's cool. I like John Williams. I don't know. Oh, John Williams is the man. There's some good stuff there. Yeah. Hall of Famer. Mulan was good. I, <laughs> I was thinking about um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, quite possibly yeah. my least favorite Indiana Jones movie, but in terms of soundtracks, John Williams fucking killed it. Right. Movie. Can't believe, I mean, I'm, I, listen, there's something about the, the child slave labor and the weird makes you a mean guy <laughs> uh, poison that I'm just like, nah, you know what? Fuck it. Give me alien skulls and a uh, time traveling dial. I'm fine with it. Oh, no. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I saw the new one, by the way, and honestly, it was all right. It was pretty good. That's where I'm at. Yeah. It was all right. It was all right. And it I, was eclectic. It, it had the Easter eggs like we were talking about before. Like, oh, this is a reference for yeah. the times. Yeah. Give, <laughs> give me something to remind me how much I like that thing in 1989, yeah. and I'm fine. Yeah. This is and, how you remind me. <laughs> Chad Kroger bringing it back. I Gross. like it. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Never made it in the wild realm. <laughs> and, and and also the new Indiana Jones had Phoebe Waller Bridge, and I'll watch anything she's in right now. Mm. I like her a lot. P Dub, P Dub B, sure. P Dub B, yeah. That's that's not. Let's not do that. Let's not make that. A well, thing. Stop fun. trying to make P Dub B a thing. <laughs> I won't. You can't make me. I'll never stop. Oh my god. Oh man. Pick and plug it. Let's do it. Pick and plug it. So we've got a fantastic Starlight Comedy Night coming up in the weeks ahead. I am so excited about this lineup. On Tuesday, uh, March 8th, we are bringing uh, J.B. Watkins back to the Starlight stage. One of our favorites and our friend of the show, Brett Jeffries, is back on the Starlight show. And we are so glad to have Miss Sandra Slade in the headlining spot. Uh, Just three killer comics. It's going to be a good time. So I hope you will come out and join us on March 8th. Also, if you like my uh, the sound of my voice, I've got... uh, Did you accidentally say Tuesday? Did I say Tuesday? Friday? Friday, March What the fuck's my show? Friday, March? It's Friday, Hey, Sam, tell them what my show is. Hey, they're always on Friday, by the way. Oh, the second Friday. And I'm going to have to go back and see if maybe I just misheard. But I thought I heard Tuesday. Yeah, you probably probably didn't. Who knows? Anyway, just want to make sure people go to the the show. Which people? The people persons. Paper Paper podcast. My other uh, podcast where we have 100 plus episodes talking about The Office. Brian Sittler and I have just re-released the first 104 episodes, seasons 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and half of 6. And starting this coming Monday, uh, the day after you're listening to this on a beautiful February 26th, you can see our newest episode, uh, episode 105, Saber. As a new company takes over Dunder Mifflin, Dunder Mifflin and Sabre. Sounds like you're a fan. And it's going to be a good day. With the Mifflin and Sabre, Saber. You sure it's Saber? <laughs> Speaking of the starlight, I bartend there on Sunday nights. Yeah. So if you want to nice. come get a lively libation, well, oh, yeah. pull up. So if you're listening to this on release day, you could go to the starlight right now. Right now. And go. Go get a drink from Susan. Go. Finish the last two minutes of this show on your way there and go. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Uh, uh, do I, do I have a pick this week? Um, 
I don't know that I have a pick. Oh, you know what? I, I just saw uh, the new Bob Marley movie, One Love. You did? Uh, yeah. We'll give that a shout out. Uh, was, was it good? That was a solid movie. Um, it was it was pretty good. Here's the thing. It was not the most focused of these kind of like docudrama stories that we see, but it was a great example of just uh, giving you a chance to learn about Bob, uh, uh, his life. It's really sandwiched between uh, a pair of concerts he did in Jamaica right around the 1976, 77, mm. 78 era. I know uh, exactly what it is. Yeah. Right between when he gets shot mm -hmm. and uh, shortly following his cancer diagnosis. Mm -hmm. uh, so you, you definitely get to see uh, a Bob um, portrayed uh, through uh, his vulnerability. Uh, and, and of course, a ton of great music. It's got a great cast uh, with Kingsley Benadier uh, as Bob Marley. I thought he did a hell of a job. Uh, Lashana Lynch uh, playing his wife, Rita Marley, uh, who absolutely killed it. Uh, I like Lashana Lynch a lot. Uh, she just does such a great job in everything she's in. Uh, and then uh, some others, including James Norton in the cast. Uh, I, listen, if you like uh, Bob Marley and the Whalers at all, go check it. You're, you'll enjoy the music and you'll get to learn a little bit about an artist you care about. Mm, I, I recommend. Do. I do like so, Mr. Marley. Susie, uh, where can folks uh, learn a little bit more about uh, the million and one different things that you I have do, going on? I, I am literally like Neurodivergence, the content creator. So, <laughs> yeah, no, so you can go to suzyspector.com. It's S U Z Y S P E C T E R.com. Um, I have a stream. I do crafting and games. I have a YouTube. It was like originally what I started before when I started doing content creation. I make composite photography. I am an MC. I am a performer. Pretty much uh, if someone had a job opportunity and they think you might fit, reach out. SusieSpector.com. There is an email form there. Um, I have every bit of social media known to mankind. So mm -hmm. feel free to go on any of those. Be warned. It's weird. Yeah. I do weird things. I do stuff and things. Yeah. I, I checked out a bit of the Alan Wake stream a couple days ago. That looked fun. Are you oh, enjoying Lord. streaming? Yes. Honestly, um, I used to do it on a weekly schedule and I haven't for a long time. And my streams always turn into us playing really scary or weird, obscure games and then talking about... <laughs> about you know mental illness and mm -hmm. how to cope with stress mm -hmm. and how mm -hmm. to deal with relationships and stuff as one does you yep. know why yep. not that's a, that's actually a thing we do i do also have the only friends and that oh. cracks me up because uh those are also the same there there's some fun things on there but also it's like like i did a spread on harley quinn like harleen quinzel i did uh an entire composite photography thing about her talking about like toxic relationships and grooming and all kinds of like emotional stuff uh fun fact it's still a joke in my stream I tried to do a five page article about cognitive behavioral therapy, which mm. is abbreviated as CBT <laughs> and uh, only fans restricts the use of CBT. And I went, what in the, why, why can't I post this? What do this? they have I against behavioral understand. therapy? It's so, Wait, I wonder if that means I'm, anything I'm else. Google. Something. Uh, <laughs> Google CBT after the or show. Or don't. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it depends uh, on what kind of algorithm you want to have. Turn off safe search. Yeah. No, just tell me. <laughs> Don't do this to our listeners uh, that are like, I, I mean, don't want to have to Google to be, this shit. To be fair, the tea Hilton's and... the gross one. Tell me. Cock and ball torture. Oh, all right. Yeah, I was not you thinking that, of that. You said that like that's your Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, great. There's an abbreviation for this. Oh, just Maybe that? Maybe there's like people that Oh, that, that thing I, can... I do on Thursdays? <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man! You're not talking about testicular torsion or nah, some random yeah. event, but no, no good, I, 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 that was a great one and something that <laughs> I will somebody uh, probably capture that on the stream and put it as a clip <laughs> on my Twitch. So I'm sure it's there somewhere. So funny, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I do like that though because that's a neat thing to to talk about tough, serious issues like mental health, you know, mm-hmm. while you're in a in a very comfortable, casual environment, mm-hmm. like playing through a video game, it's a way for people who may not normally get to have those conversations or hear from people who understand them mm-hmm. to get that opportunity. So it's a good thing. We talk about all kinds of like stuff also like we used to have a joke about a drinking game it's like if i ever mentioned maslow's hierarchy of needs or uh cognitive dissonance or various other things of that nature then you'd have to drink and something me and my friend tarot artists like we'd be playing the forest and murdering zombies or playing phasmophobia and screaming hysterically and be like oh so i read this article today about neuroplasticity that was really involved oh god you know like (laughs) and honestly like it's a safe space for people to come and talk about regardless of their gender or age or whatever to come and talk about those kinds of things love it and that's what we'd be doing out here i uh survived not to like bring it down slightly but i am a survivor of domestic violence and i had ptsd severely and i was constantly afraid of everything and one day after having a meltdown i woke up and i was like fuck fear i want to do life and that's literally why Susie specter exists and why i've met you Beautiful. hilton and just doing sh- you're gonna be afraid but do it anyway that's literally all i've been doing for absolutely i don't know 15 something years and it, it has been inspiring to see because you 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 seem like you are never afraid to take on these challenges, whether it's creative, whether it's professional. I tell people that I'm just uh, a masking internalized panic attack. They're like, oh, you're so confident. I'm like, literally, when I'm talking to you, I'm screaming hysterically inside. <laughs> if you could hear my inner monologue, you'd be like, oh, that is scary. But I'm just like, hi, look at me. I've got a good smile. But that's the key. Like, mm-hmm. and I think we were talking about this off mic before Susie showed up. But mm-hmm. like, one of my biggest problems, like uh, a, a comedian friend of ours, whenever he has an event coming up, he will c- reach out and send messages to two, two, three dozen people mm-hmm. and tell them, "Hey, I've got this thing coming up. Come out to the show." And he tells me that's a great way to do it. You feel awkward doing mm-hmm. it. One reason why I don't do that a lot is because I don't want to get in a situation where I say invite fifteen people via messenger to the starlight comedy night then the comedy night happens and i'm having one of those anxiety attacks and i feel like i can barely say hi to anyone so i'm doing one of those hey and then walk away that has like become my traditional hello and it's usually because that voice that you're talking about is screaming inside it's my very head loud yeah. but to get that to get that strength to still power through it is where I think a lot of us get stuck. I agree. Honestly, for me, it's kind of funny because <laughs> the joke is people will talk to me and like, I'll go into the starlight and I do Renaissance fair stuff. I do dance stuff. I do anime stuff. I do security stuff. I do quality center stuff. Like I just do stuff and I have peer <laughs> groups everywhere and I'll walk into that place specifically and know like 40 people that are in that room. And sometimes when I walk in there, I might be like in full fetish gear with makeup. And really I did it for myself. Like I was like, this was fun. I liked putting on the makeup. It was Zen. And sometimes I just want to go in the corner and hide in the, in the back and like smoke weed and talk, you know, to myself and then go dance. But I cannot yeah. because I'm also six foot one wearing like seven inch platforms and in full fetish gear. Like an albino Yeti that's just escaped from hell <laughs> that you will pay extra to call, you know, your mommy or whatever. And I'm like, okay, I just really want to go over in this corner. Right. <laughs> but like the idea is, is that I, I was kind of like, you're forced to be faced with that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I am an awkward human being. I know you've seen me do it too. Or people are like, hi. And I will just be like, Bleh. 
Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to human being, mm-hmm. but I've found that I've made lots of great friends recently being like, how to human being? Yeah, I, right. yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know. Uh, there's this Shmo Yoho song called Herp to Derp, and it's basically just an embodiment of me as a human. I like you Shmo should Yoho. watch it. Well, and I think that's a big part of it. That And that whole don't know how to human idea, however you word it, mm-hmm. has finally helped a lot of us who suffer from those kind of anxieties and those, those self-consciousness to be like, oh, shit i'm not quite as alone yeah and that's really just it's helped me a ton i tell people all the time give yourself like a lot of people i find have great confidence in saying hey i'm sorry i'm really awkward as a person i feel super nervous that this is happening and i don't know how to function properly Mm -hmm. i'm excited to meet and talk to you i i'm sorry and that at least you're like, I've put this all out there. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on right I now. I'm going to slap my arms. Yeah, yeah, I always feel the weirdest uh, when I, I don't ever know what to say when someone's like, hey, great set or like great show. Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. my brain's like, thanks, bro. Wee woo, wee woo. You're like, did I do a thing? And then I just boop them on the nose. I, I, I. The, I have that same experience when I get off stage and pe- or people will say, you inspired me to do the thing. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm so- I'm sorry. Good. <laughs> right, Thank yeah. you. It's but, so funny because it's like you'd think that's the reason we do this. Right. right? Uh-huh. Is is for the, the praise afterwards. Yeah. But it's really the it's the reaction in the moment. It's the, the laughter we're getting at the time for comedy and, the, you know, what, what you're getting like in the moment of the show. The catharsis, if you will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and. The the rest is great. I you know I'm glad you, that you like it, but I'm I might be weird when you say that to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I feel that. And I, uh, just know that I didn't mean to. I'm so used to being like a creature, like having my mouth uh, covered in blackout stuff, and like my eyes are bleeding, and I have claws, and I'm doing weird pictures that way. And so when people are like, "Hey, smile," I'm like, "Oh." My character would not again? smile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I did that last night. I was at Panopticon and I was trying to take like like a sort of nice glamoury photo in the cool photo booth and I was like, eh, like yeah. I don't how how to human do <laughs> I am not do a thing. Please <laughs> to make face do out here trying to get me to break kayfabe. <laughs> I laughed, I, I stick my tongue out uh, for pictures all the time. It's become a trademark where I close one eye and stick my tongue out. And I told my mom the other day, I was like, mom, I'm like, I fucking always do this. Like, even when I should be like just smiling and being polite. And she's like, you've been doing that since you were a child. And she showed me a photo of me. Like there was one where I was three years old and one where I was like seven. I was still doing the same shit. Oh wow! I was like, whoa, well, okay. It's just just on brand then. That's how it is. This is how how I show my affection to you. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Love it. And I've got a pick, something you want to share with us that you're enjoying? Yeah. Uh, well, actually, I kind of, I want to change my pick at the last second. No um, problem. My you friend. You do too. We- Sweet. Uh, I used to do, going back to like performing uh, to say fuck fear, um, I do seminars talking about cymatics. If you like science and also music, especially electronic music, mm. uh, there's a guy named Nigel Stanford. He did a bunch of cymatics, uh, science experiments um just look up cymatics on youtube science versus music basically if you've ever seen somebody hook up like a synth modular thing to a plate and put salt on it and Mm -hmm. they'll play notes and then it'll make weird geometric shapes yeah yeah. so cymatics is the idea uh, to put in a very very compressed nutshell 
sound makes shapes and frequencies are emitted from everything. And I used to do seminars talking about how like music is almost like a magic spell or a prayer or an emanation of visualization. I mean, when you get angry, you're like, I'm gonna fucking listen to my angry yep. tunes and yeah, put sure. all that shit out into the universe or whatever the fuck it is, like catharsis involved. Mm-hmm. And I used to talk about as a dancer, one of the things I do is I take the energy that's coming out of whatever that intention is. And I, booty shake alchemy it (laughs) into another kind of energy and then give it back to you as a person and it's kind of an exchange that we do that's Um, why i like when i play music i like i prefer to play stuff that's fast and loud yeah because it's an it's an incredible catharsis for me if you look into the science involved like people who are not spiritual um in any way who just prefer pure science there's a great deal of science talking about frequency and like Mm -hmm. even just synth modulation like talking about waveforms and the kinds of sounds uh, we're made of water. We're flappy, flappy meat sacks full of water mm-hmm. and farts. <laughs> and the idea is as you're, you know, pulsating a vibratory, like as a musician, if you're like, I'm writing this angry song and as I'm like intending with my words and my visualizations and my sweat and my pissed offness at my ex or whatever, you're like sending a vibratory wave into the universe and to people and everything else. And it's, really like the effects of that and how that can manipulate or not manipulate, but like affect people uh, and how we use music in our lives to like do that to ourselves is a powerful thing. They have a bunch of things called cymatics uh, science experiments where they like, he does um, a goo synthesizer that lights on fire. So as he's playing, it's like pushing the vibrations through it and it's just a cool, cool ass thing. He's got videos of doing music to robots. I love and, that shit. Uh, yeah. So cymatics, Nigel oh, yeah. Stanford. Very cool. Nice. Check it and, out. Uh, my last little plug, if I have enough time. Hell yeah. Um, go for it. My friend, Eric, he is Unicode Machine. Yeah. Uh, signed with Cop Records. With um, He's been doing some really big, cool stuff. If you like industrial or electronic music, you should check him out. He's got remixes by Dwayne Dazzing, Dazzing from Mentalum and the Fixer, um, Assemblage 23, uh, Aesthetic Ooh. Perfection, um, there's just a ton of really cool stuff and his new album critical fault is like feelings AF. Like I love it. It's so great. Nice. Um, he's going to be going on some pretty big show tours soon and he's, he's like, that's my boy blue. So check out <laughs> Unicode machine. It's good stuff. Word. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's you, see, uh, for plugs, uh, don't forget Ew. this coming weekend, uh, opening weekend at the spotlight theater, the spotlight children's theater, madhouse. You can come see my little baby girl, Eleanor and my wife and I in the play all together. I love them. Yeah. That's it's going to be so fun. So it'll be March, uh, March 1st, 2nd, 3rd. And then the 8th, 9th, and 10th, the Friday shows are at 7, the Saturday, Sunday shows are at 2 p.m., so you can get a nice little early matinee and have the rest of your evening. Yeah, tickets are only $15. That's uh, right, and of at TulsaSpotlightTheater.com. And goes to serve one of the oldest theaters in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. a place uh, that has hosted the longest-running play in America for 50-plus years. That's right, The Drunkard. Mm-hmm. Wow. Very cool spot. I like Spotlight anyway. That's oh, where yeah. I get a lot of my weird supplies. Nice. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, uh... The um, let's see. Uh, oh, and then uh, you can also hear me very soon on our uh, our beloved uh, podcast, podcasting to perfection, uh, with uh, Brett and Hannah. Yep, Ooh. and I will be covering Starship Troopers two colon Hero of the Federation. <laughs> Small spoiler, uh, good or bad. 
I will. All I will say is I was impressed that they could make the second movie in a series look and feel like the fifth. <laughs> it was a movie for the times. <laughs> it was a movie for the times. The it was times. also seven years after the original. Yeah. Ooh, never a good sign. Uh uh-uh. Um. I have a lot to say about it, so listen to that show. Um, and then, of course, uh, I believe the date is going to be the first weekend in May, but uh, it looks like I'm going to be doing a show with Evan Hughes at the Vanguard. Nope. Nice. <clears throat> so look out for that. Um, might even tape that bitch. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, look out for that. And then my pick this week, we're going old school. We're going back to uh, The Roots. You might know them as the band on The Tonight Show, but before that, they were an incredible, incredible hip-hop group from Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. They still are, uh, but they're also the band on The Tonight Show. Um, But uh, Things Fall Apart is just an amazing record from top to bottom. I've been listening listening to it a lot this week. Um, Basically, everything from their first album... Well into the mid-2000s was just... Top to bottom, great. Yeah, phrenology, another great one. Absolutely, uh, phrenology is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my favorite things, obviously, being being a musician, is all the live instrumentation yeah. uh, that they use, along with samples and and cuts and stuff like that. Um, love that shit. Love Such it. a great skill to be like improvisational, like they are too. Yes. Like using instruments as a comedic thing is just and. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool, like, seeing them live is really cool to see, like, a a, a hip-hop group that will leave spots for guitar solos and other instrument solos and stuff. And you don't see that very much, you know? Um, And that's super fun. Uh, One of the best live shows I've ever seen from a a hip-hop group, for sure. Uh, And, yeah, uh, listen to that. It's very good. And I forgot what else I was going to say. You're going to thank Susie for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. To talk about stuff. Don't forget to follow Susie on the things, all of the social things. Yes. S-U-C-Y-S-P-E-C-T-E-R. And follow our uh, co-host Michael Zampino at Childish Zampino on all the things. That's as well. right. That's right. Uh, except like Instagram. No, oh, yeah, they won't let you have. Fuck that. those assholes. They uh, took it away for like two rude. year old posts with weed in them. Rude. Yeah. And yeah, uh, the, so, over there, so you're rude. on Zampino Productions. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, did you get a Karen or something? That Probably. Like that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's Some the only way if, for a, a bunch of old ass pictures to get flagged two years after they get posted. And so you just shove her in a closet and hotbox it and Man. just be like, sorry, bro. I'm going to chill you out, Karen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Someone needs to. Yeah. <laughs> Dang old Karen. Jeez. Smokes weed or something. God. Take it from me. I love you. <laughs>